Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word.
Good morning, St. Matthews. If everyone may bow their heads and close their eyes. Dear Lord, we come to you in this day praying for the congregation, for pastor, for everyone sick or struggling, for the shut-ins, for the elderly, anyone who needs prayer. We pray for this economy, for our leadership, and for this world to turn to you in times of need, Lord. We pray for everyone to have a great week. In your name we pray, Jesus. Here at St. Matthew's, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus, our Savior, died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. We'd love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at SMBChurchNJ or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day. Can't go back to the beginning Can't control what tomorrow will bring But I know here in the middle Here's the place where you promised to be
Jesus Christ. And this morning, this Lord's Day, 
We just need to step aside and worship him. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God is gracious. God is good. God is great. God is glorified. And we magnify his name this morning. We exalt him. Amen. We praise him. I will give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Praise his name. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. First Thessalonians 5 says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Weeping may endure for a night, but uh, joy, hallelujah, will come in the morning. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We are God's choice people. We are his covenantal people. Amen. He loves us. He died for us. He was buried for us and he rose again the third day with all power in his hands. We praise the name of Jesus. We exalt the name of Jesus. We magnify the name of Jesus. Oh, worship him in spirit and in truth. For he is such a great, great God. He has not forgotten about you. He knows where you are, what you've been through, what you're going through. He's going to show up at his appointed time. I will wait upon the Lord, for he is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my redeemer. He is my rock in a weary land. Praise his name. I dare you to praise him this morning. Praise is comely to the saints. I dare you to magnify his name this morning. I dare you to exalt his name this morning. Jesus is worthy. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive glory, honor, and adoration. We praise God this morning and we thank God for your amen attendance. We praise God. Truly God is an awesome awesome God. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about him. Now unto him who's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. Praise the Lord. How did you come these many years? Jesus. Who woke you up this morning? Jesus. Who saved your soul? Jesus. Who gives you joy? Jesus. Who pulls you out of trouble? Jesus is the Christ, son of the living God. We come to you on this Lord's Day. We say happy Lord's Day and that you will continue to trust him and listen Call and cry out to him for help and healing. The Lord is right there. Lord, I need thee every hour. Amen. The Lord will answer your prayers. Now, 
uh, we, we are still awaiting final approval from FEMA as our church site has been chosen as a COVID-19 uh, uh, inoculation site where we can, amen, have all of our seniors inoculated and the community, listen to this, of South Jersey and some areas, Philadelphia going into 40 mayors. And uh, what we want to do is set up our church as a major site so we can give out tracts about Jesus. Can I get a witness? When Jesus fed the 5,000, it wasn't to give them dinner. It was to give them a divine appointment. Can I get a witness? And so we want you to understand that as soon as we hear and we set up our plans, we will get back to you. As many of our seniors are very excited, we want you to get that shot, get those shots uh, when they become available to you. And, uh, and, and, and we're going to uh, hopefully have, have it so we can uh, give shots to our young adults as well. So we are thanking God again. I want to thank our president, President Biden, for all that he's doing, and Kamala Harris, our vice president, as they are, amen, expediting uh, these inoculations throughout the country. Praise God for that. Uh, and praying for this pandemic to move away. Now, we are planning a return progressively, safely, soundly, and structurally. You know your pastor. Amen. If I bring you back in here, it'll be progressively, and it'll be, it will not lead you in a harm's way. We're going to do this thing right. So we are already uh, in the process of planning. I want you to continue to pray for us. So continue to be faithful in your tithes online and sending in your envelopes to P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. For God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Praise God. And, and so we are just... Again, thankful from whom all blessings flow. If you have a degree uh, in administration or if you are technically, uh, 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 if you've been technically blessed, as we have a lot of uh, technological needs at our church as well as uh, uh, the, uh, the whole um, <clears throat> uh, matter of amen, uh, application, the apps, all the apps, social apps and whatnot, I want you to call uh, 856-262-1316, and then we will ask you to send your resume. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. Now, don't, don't forget, this Wednesday, tune in to CORE, Continuing Order of Religious Education, 8 o'clock. We start a new series on waiting on God, waiting on God. That waiting is a part of worship. Can I get a witness? And it's going to be really complete, and uh, we thank the Lord again from whom all blessings flow. Now, uh, this morning, this morning, in our new um, series, Righteous Responsibilities, Righteous Responsibilities, we, we are beginning with the faith, this is faith part two, and after faith will come family, and then fortitude, focus, and even our fractures what are our responsibilities to God by faith? Amen. And we're going to be dealing with that because we want a, we, we want a lot of people to understand God's uh, intent 
amen for your involvement. Coming to a church building, amen, is not strictly the will of God. Church is in your heart. Church, we ought to come together, forsake not the gathering ourselves together, but more importantly, we ought to worship God daily. We don't need to worship God just one day. Daily, we are before the Lord, praising him, thanking him, exalting him, being led by him. Amen. So today, our subject is how to discern divine, listen, difficulties. I'm pausing purposely. Every difficulty you and I have was measured out by God. Nothing comes out of, out of the scope of his permission. Everything God must sign off on. And, 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 and typically, typically these, the, the difficulties of the righteous are not always, amen, um, understood as God has a whole line of different purposes in mind. That, that is, that uh, as we recognize difficulties, and we all have difficulties in our lives, God has a purpose, not punishment. Now, let me stop, pause, and part. When things happen to you and me, whether it's afflictions, adversaries, or adversity, we cannot walk away thinking God is punishing us. If God should mark iniquities, who could stand? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's not punishments. Rather, it's preparations. God is preparing us and, listen, perfecting our faith. Lord, have mercy. But why does he need difficulties? James says, count it all joy when, not if, when is coming, when you fall into divers temptations, trials, tribulations. Why? That the fire testing of your faith will work out perseverance and give you hope. Lord, have mercy. That our difficulties are not punishments. I know I'm going through this. I, I didn't do this. I know I'm going through this. God is upset with me. No, 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 no. God is a loving God. God is a God of pity. God is a God of covenant. God said, I will love you with an everlasting love. God is a God of intrinsic goodness. Of love. He loves us more than we love ourselves. And, and so when we run into difficulties, it is not designed, amen, to become discouraged, but rather to see development. God is working on something that's in my life to bring me to a perfected faith, 
Lord have mercy. Amen. To prove his person in my life. To draw me closer to himself. That, that, that as we look at this matter of difficulties. And we see difficulties in Genesis with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We see difficulties with Moses. We see difficulties with Israel. We see all kind of difficulties, and they were not punishment apparatuses. They, they listen, they, they were preparational. God is preparing you for something. And only God knows what he's preparing for. And when he prepares you, he wants you to be level-headed and humble. He wants you to be gracious. He wants you to be kind. He wants you to be tender-hearted. He wants you to be forgiving. He wants you to promote him. Jesus, son of the living God. Don't even talk to me about a God. Jesus. Don't even mention to me about the Bible without Jesus. Jesus says, search the scriptures. They speak of me. All 66 books, 39 old, 27 new. In every book, we can find him somewhere. As the angel of the Lord of the Old Testament, as Adonai, as the divinely appointed one, uh, whom Joshua bowed to. He had to worship before he went into warfare. He had to meet the Savior before he could, amen, secure Israel into the promised land. Jesus is first and last. The Alpha and the Omega. One of the things I want to establish this morning is that Moses wrote the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And it's interesting that in, in Genesis, we start to see direction. We, amen. Uh, and, and in Exodus, we see departure. In Leviticus, amen, we see a certain, listen, description of worship, how to approach a holy God. In Numbers, we see defiance. And God had to strike down the old generation 40 years and up and not allow them to go into the promised land. But in Deuteronomy, we see deliverance. We, we see in, this, in these first five books, God's heart, God's passion, God's prescription, God's practice for his people. So what I want to do this morning, real quick, I want you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8, one of my favorite chapters, Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do want you to read this chapter three times this week. You choose the days three times meditatively. Read Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuto is second in the Greek, Septuagint. Ronomy is law. It's the second giving of the law. Listen to everybody 20 years and under because everybody 40 years and above marched around in a circle and died off. They couldn't go into the promised land because of the sin of unbelief. Only Joshua and Caleb was over 20 who entered the promised land. Moses couldn't even go in. Moses was put on a mountain to look over into the promised land because he smit the rock twice and the rock was Christ. Amen. He could not go in. 
I want you to see Deuteronomy chapter 8. And we believe here at St. Matthew's in principle-based teaching and preaching. Not, not a who and a hum, not a, not a tongue and, a, and, 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 and rolling around on the floor, but principles. We, we're talking about principles for living. And here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, amen, I wonder, he said, All the commandments, verse 1, which I command thee this day, shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply, listen, and go in and possess the land which the Lord God, amen, swore to your fathers. It's a wake-up call. Listen. He's talking to people 20 and under. Don't make the same mistakes your fathers made. Listen. Verse 2. And thou shalt remember, remember, listen, all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Now stop, pause, and park. Pastor's going to educate you. The word wilderness in the Old Testament is a place of instruction. Sometimes we refuse the very instructions we need to be safe and secure. He said, amen, remember these instructions. Now let me, let, me, let me add this in as well. It goes for me too. Some of us are so deeply depraved in pride, even though we're saved, that we still are corrupt in our motives we want to control other people's lives. And we want people to look up to us as the all-giving counselor of life. Now, let me stop. We mess up in motives. At least I do. We mess up in mischief. We instruct others to do things we ourselves are not doing. We waver ourselves. We confuse issues. We control issues. Yeah. And, and, and God is going to send difficulties to drive you and me to a humble mind. Not just what you say, but what you do. Who you are. That, that is, child of God, I'm, 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 I'm coming in. I'm coming into the sermon. Remember where the Lord God brought you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee. That means to empty you out before he can fill you up. To prove thee, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Verse 3, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, uh, which means, what is this? Which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. 
Thy raiment, listen to this, verse 4, did not wax old these 40 years, neither did thy feet swell up because you kept wearing the same shoes. God was watching over you as you were going through difficulty. Verse 5, thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Chasten and punishment are two different things. We chasten to just get them back into line. Lord have mercy. He goes on to say, verse 6, hanging it with me, therefore... Thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord, thy God, to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. Here's the promises. He dealt with his person. He dealt with his precautions. A, a, a good land and land of brooks, of water, Fountains and depths uh, that spring out of valley and hills. A land of wheat, a land of barley, a land of vines, fig trees, pomegranates, and of oil, amen, olive and honey. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Now, you can read this. God is saying... To the second generation, listen, I'm a God that will promote you, provide for you, enrich you, but you got to obey me. Ah, Conditional covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 8, which is powerful. And so one of the things that we, we will begin to see as we look at this matter of difficulties in the life of the righteous, that God has, amen, uh, earmarked some difficulties to do certain things in our lives. And I want to expedite and move on as expeditiously as possible, amen, but I, I am thankful that our great, Glorious, gracious God of love, of liberty. It's on top of everything. He wants us to listen. He wants us to be led. He wants us to lean. He wants us to be liberated. He wants us to learn. Paul said, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. There's a learning curve in allowing God to be God in our lives. And so so as we map our way through these strategic movements that God brings into the life of a believer, even difficulties. There are some difficulties. Paul, Paul talks about being afflicted continuously. Affliction is part of our calling. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. 
Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. It's, it's these afflictions that help to tra be translated into difficulties that help to be God's divine design for the righteous. We learn. We learn. Amen. How to be what God would have us to do. Now, what I want to do this morning from Deuteronomy chapter 8, I've given you a synopsis of the first five books of Moses. Moses wrote at least two, two psalms, uh, Psalm 90, 91, but, but most of all, Moses wrote this Pentateuch. It was the movement of Israel. Now let me, let me, let me stop pausing part. I, I, I am transparent, meaning I don't have a problem telling you truth, not only about the word, but about myself. Because I'm not here, amen, to um, solicit your favor. I've been favored by God. I've been forgiven by God. Hallelujah. I can be honest with you, amen, and not walk away feeling depleted. That is, child of God, that I've struggled with my difficulties. Why God? Why me? Why this? Why now? How can a loving God allow this? Where are you, God? I've prayed, but there's no change. I've waited, but there's no change. There, there are times in our lives that we really don't know what God is up to. Look what he did in Joseph's life. Put him in a pit, but promoted him to the palace. Do I have a witness? That, that is, Joseph had no idea what God was doing, but the Bible kept saying, and the Lord was with him. And as long as the Lord is with you, he's more than the enemy against you. I'm favored. I'm highly favored. I'm anointed, I'm saved, I'm blood-washed, blood-bought, born again. I'm a child of the king. I'm a royal priesthood, Peter says. I'm a holy nation, I'm a peculiar people. Huh? I was born twice, but I'm only going to die once. Do I have a witness? I feel like preaching up in this place, Doc. You, you got to focus on who God says you are, not who Satan says you are. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Lord, have mercy. So the first thing that we begin to see, we see faith's preparation of our departure and direction. Now let me stop pausing part. That is, Israel, amen, was leaving Egypt, Exodus, which means exit, to get out. Exodus chapter 12, God instructed Moses, tell each Israelite, 
to kill a lamb and take the blood, put it in the basin, take hyssop, which is a sponge, and mark the front of their door, listen, from the lintel to the doorpost, which forms a cross. Now, here's God using the cross all the way back in Exodus. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over. That's what we call the Passover. God passed over, the death angel passed over that house because that house was under the blood. Make, make sure your house is under the blood. The blood of Jesus. What shall wash my sin away? Nothing but the blood. Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What shall make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now, Israel had to leave eating bitter herbs. They had to leave immediately, fast, amen, pass overnight, Exodus 12, amen. They were leaving Egypt. Now, let me stop, pause, and park. I'm, I'm going to surprise some of you. I, I don't know if a pastor or preacher in, in, in your traditional mode should say this. Uh, they had to leave physically. They had to leave spiritually and they had to leave psychologically. Sometimes we don't leave. We leave physically because we come to church, but we have not left psychologically or spiritually. That's why later uh, when conflict started, Israel said, we missed the leeks, the onions, and the melons of Egypt. Let me stop, pause. I, by the grace of God, it's all Jesus. I know this book. I left the world 40 years ago, but there were times in my conflict, I started missing the delicacies of the world. I had an urge just an urge. I didn't go back. I had an urge to go back to those thrilling days of yesteryear where I was hellbound, living in lust, getting high, partying. Do I have a witness? Not worrying about how I was living. That, that is, we, we tend to miss those things. You know why we miss them? Because we never gave them up. Hmm. And it's in the midst of that conflict that we want to be, Egypt represents the world. We want to be like the world. We want to think like the world. We, we want to act like the world. And, 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 and so uh, the, the righteous, amen, we have a responsibility, listen, to trust God in troubled times. That's our righteous responsibility. We got we to keep trusting him. When we can't see it, feel it, understand it, hear it, we got to keep on trusting him. I will trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not to mine own understanding. I trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to mine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Trusting him in troubled times is not easy. Lord, I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's 
going to, uh, uh, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. I'm going to trust you through this trial, through this trouble, through this amen, through this waiting. I'm going to trust you. And, and, and you need to understand, you need to understand, you need to understand, you need to understand that they, as, as they left Egypt, amen, and, and as they were chased by Pharaoh, amen, as conflict came, they began to criticize their leaders, Moses and Aaron. They began to criticize Why did you bring us out here to die? Why did God not just leave us in slavery and bondage? They began to question the authenticity of God. Now, I'm a pastor of a large church, 34 years. I would be lying if I told you that there weren't moments that I wish I had gone back to the leeks and the onions and the melons of Egypt. My sin nature missed something. You know why? Because conflict condensed my memory. And in the world, I had a lot of fun in cabarets, parties, chasing this, chasing that. I had a lot of fun. And Satan had no need to attack me because he had me. That is, this thing on departure is deeper than you think. God wants us to himself. He wants us completely out. To go in. Not only the departure, the diets of the world. That 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 God wants us to have direction as to where we're going. You 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 cannot uh, come out of the world and carry a U-Haul full of worldly things. There's something you're going to have to give up to follow God. God's got your back. God's got your provisions. He's got your promotions. But child of God, when you begin to look at the text of Deuteronomy 8, and he said, I had to humble you with hunger. I had to give you food you didn't know about, manna, what is this? I had to give you, amen, water out of a rock. I had to take you through some tests. To prove to you that I was able. Mm. He's dealing with this matter of departure and he's dealing with this matter of, amen, uh, direction. Praise the name of Jesus. And and, and so I, I remember years and years ago, some new members came down to join the church to get saved. And one of them had a pack of cigarettes in his pocket and another had... uh, I guess some marijuana, whatever, whatever, whatever. And some of our officers, deacons, deacons, oh, you gotta, you gotta throw, you gotta get rid of that. You gotta, you gotta, that's evil. And I said, hold on, hold on, back off. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. 
That's not your job to orchestrate what people ought to do to get closer to God. And child child of God, I, I don't mean we condone it or we approve it. It just simply means we need to chill out. How long did it take you to conform to the image? How long did it take you to walk a life worthy of his calling? To have sanctified motives in everything you did. To spend time with the Lord of glory. First, 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 God is preparing, Lord have mercy, our departures and our direction. This morning, you got a new departure and a new direction. There are some things you're trying to U-Haul, hold on to, carry that God is saying, let it go. It's going to hurt you. I'm not talking about provisions of money. I'm talking about there's something that we all are trying to hold on to. It could be our pride. It could be our personal selfishness. It could be that we want people to think we're greater than what we are. Let it go. Let go and let God. Departure and direction. My direction is set. I want to glorify Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. So God sends difficulties to clarify, listen, my departures and my directions. But secondly, we, we see faith's performances, amen, to depend on the Lord, and that's not trust, that's transference. We, we, there's some things we just need to transfer if we're going to follow Jesus. That, that is, child of God, that when, when we begin to look at this matter of our righteous responsibility to the faith, we must trust first, but secondly, we must transfer Lord, I'm feeling a bad way about my marriage. I'm feeling a bad way about my ministry. I'm feeling a bad way in my mind. Let me transfer all that to you because I know you are not a God of confusion. But you are God who is great. My mind is all messed up. My heart is troubled. My feet are stumbling. Ah, My hands are feeble. Oh, Lord, my prayer life uh has been dissolved. I need, I need, I need a transference. It's my responsibility. I need, Lord, to transfer all of my problems to your hands. I can't handle it. Mm. This this performance of God ah, is that as Israel 
left Egypt, chapter 13 of uh, Exodus, and then the Passover, chapter 12, they crossed the Red Sea, chapter 13, and chapter 14, they, amen, came to the other side and saw their enemy, Pharaoh, drowned in the sea. Chapter 15, Miriam started shouting and singing a song of praise. And all Israel rejoiced because God had defeated the enemy. Mm. But in chapter 16, they became hungry and had no food. And God allowed the difficulty of hunger so he can introduce them to a traveling diet called manna. What is this? Pomegranate and pancakes falling out of the sky. Sweet. They did not want God's provisions. Hmm. And then in chapter 17, they got thirsty and God told Moses to speak to a rock and water gushed out of the rock. Uh, Chapter 18, Jethro gave Moses some advice on how to lead his father-in-law. Chapter 19, God took him to the summit of Sinai, gave him the law, the Ten Commandments, and the 400, amen, uh, 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 instructions. So by the time you get to Leviticus, God, God told him in Exodus, now build this tent of meeting, amen, to my specifications, so that once a year, Moses, you can come in anytime you want it, but once a year, the high priest has to come in with blood for himself and blood for the people. He's got to walk in and see the table of showbread, 12 loaves of bread, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm preaching. And, and the lampstand, uh, do I have a witness? Keep all your in the lampstand that the light may shine and you got to keep oil in your lampstand the Holy Spirit so your life can shine and amen as the high priest went to the first curtain it was the altar of incense where it was the prayers of the saints but once a year young Kippur he went behind the curtain into the holy of holies where God's presence was between the cherubim's wings and smoke ascended. And the priests would take the righteous blood of a lamb and sprinkle it seven times. And if God accepted it, ah, the seat ah, became a mercy seat. The lid would flop. And God is saying, I will accept you for one more year. Do I have a witness? Y'all, y'all have to excuse me, but Hebrew says, but this man, talking about Jesus, he died for sin one time, just once. And all of our sins were washed away. He's greater than angels. He's greater than the law. He's greater than Levi. He's greater than Moses. He's greater. His name is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
And, 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 and so child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, mm, in the midst of this performance, there will be tests, there will be trials, there will be tribulations. Do I have a witness? Uh, there will be conflict, but God will graciously pull us out. He said he would. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Those of you out there in TV land, you might be struggling with family, children, might be struggling with the four walls, might be struggling with the pandemic, might be struggling with finances, might be struggling with work, might be struggling, might be struggling, might be struggling. Hold on! God allows delays and difficulties to glorify himself. Thank you, Jesus. That that is child of God. That is, that is, that is, that is, that 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 God, amen, was bringing about a climate, amen, of praise. It was a critical worship. Ah. You you know when worship really means something. You know when praise really means, you know, not cutting off and cutting on. Well, let me give the Lord a little praise. That's false. You got to go into problematic situations that places you against a wall and see the Lord bring you out. That warrants your praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. Psalm 34. Well, David, why'd you praise him? Because David went back in his mind when he was a young man running from the Philistines, uh, running from Saul, ran smack dab into the Philistines who killed 85 priests. Saul had 85 priests slaughtered. Saul was wicked. Saul was the people's choice, not God's choice. And as David was running and ran smack dab into the Philistines, he started acting like a madman. Spittle was falling down. He was scratching himself. And Achish said, what do I have need of him? We don't want, we don't, we don't have need of a madman. And David, years later, wait two years later, when he's on the throne as an old man and he's reflecting on the goodness of God. Every once in a while, you need to reflect as to where God brought you from. David said, I will Uh bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of me glad. I need some company up in this palace. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. You want to make the devil angry? Start praising Jesus. Uh, you, you want the Lord to bless you with provisions? Start praising Jesus. Be purposeful in your praise. Lord, I want to thank you uh-huh, for where you bought me from. You bought me from a mighty long way. Thank you for being patient with my pollutions. Thank you for being there when I was lonely. Aloof, messed up, hell bound, 
thank you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. That is, what is our response to difficulties? First trust, then transference. Be honest with God. Lord, I can't handle this. I'm struggling. I need you. I need healing. I need help. Oh, as I humble myself, come, Lord. Come quickly. Finally, finally, I want you to, to see this, that, amen, we see God's power of deliverance. Now, when you look at chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, the second given law to 20 and under, when you look at throughout the Bible, you see deliverance by his power. Ah. Have you not heard, Isaiah says, have you not known that power belongs to God? Oh, he's got power. He's got healing power. He's got helping power. He's got humbling power. Power, 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 power belongs to God. God will give you the power to be made rich. God will give you the power to be enriched. God will give you the power to walk right. God will give you the power to talk right. Power! To heal my blindness. Uh, I've been young. Here's a promise. And now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. Jesus. So when you get hungry and hungry and hungry, you need to look up to heaven and say, Lord, I got to, your, your promises don't match my poverty. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. God has the power Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. He has the power, and we know that all things are working together for the good. He has the power. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. He has the power. He's given you the promises. He's talked about his person. He's given you his program. He's talking about his power. Power to God's people. Provisions to God's people. Promotions for God's people. Praise for God's people. Uh, And child of God, I will trust in the Lord. And I dare you in the midst of your problems, I dare you to start praising him. I dare you to say Jesus is Lord. I dare you to say he's worthy. I dare you to say he's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's all loving. I dare you to praise him. Somebody said, uh-huh, uh, uh, the songwriter said that when somebody called on Jesus, uh, that Jesus told everybody in heaven to be quiet, hush. <laughs> Hush! Somebody's calling my name. 
Can I get a witness? And they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen to pastor. God allows divinely approved difficulties. Hmm. To prepare us to leave Egypt, to depart and be directed. God allows divine difficulties for us to lean on God. God allows divine difficulties and delay and sometimes defeat for us to be delivered by God. Stop looking at your defeats and look at your deliverance. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. What is our righteous responsibility to difficulties? Trust, transfer, and I dare you to triumphantly praise him. We love you. Tune in for CORE. Waiting on God. 8 o'clock Wednesday. Listen, you can be saved this morning by accepting Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God and God the Son, as your Savior, asking him to come in and believing that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. Praise his name! Thank you, Lord, for all my difficulties. You have prepared me. You have performed for me. You have perfected my faith. Have a great day, and Jesus loves you, and I do too. Did you know you can give using oh, your smartphone? Oh, yeah. The method is simple, safe, and speedy. Oh, that'll preach. this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. Here